0: hello everyone and welcome back to another great super cool radio interview i'm your host as always matthew thomas thank you so much for tuning in I got a great guest joining me at this time. She's the lead vocalist for a killer rock band from Southern California known as Black Rock Candy. Please welcome Taylor Hart.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you. It's super awesome to be here. Thank you, Matthew, for letting us come on your show. This is awesome.
0: It's great to uh, hang out and chat with you. Uh, I've been a fan of Black Rock Candy uh, for a little bit now, so it's nice to have you on the show. Thank you. So I know we had quite a bit to discuss. You got the new single trouble out, but before we get to that, I have a fun question. I've been asking my guests this season. Uh, so I'm curious for you, if you could have dinner with any two musicians from history, living or deceased, okay, who would they be?
1: Um, living right now for sure. Dorothy. I don't know if you know Dorothy. I I do. Such an icon. And I just love her. She's amazing. I love her music. Um, Actually, i been to a few shows of her, like, front row, so I was like, oh, my God. And um, this kind of almost happened where we, we had dinner in the Rainbow Room the same time she was there, but it wasn't at the same table, unfortunately, of, of course. Um, but, yeah, for sure, Dorothy. And then if I were to say someone else, let me think. Um, probably um, Ann Wilson, because I really look up to Heart and her specifically, her vocals, amazing. And I don't know if you've noticed, but my my name, Taylor Hart, um, very inspired by Hart. Um, and my parents, I don't know if you are aware, but my my sister is in my band. So my parents have always said, oh, you guys are like, you know, like Hart. And so we just grew up listening to them. And so they're amazing. And we play their music, too, at shows. So yeah, definitely Ann Wilson. so oh, Yeah. <laughs>
0: But two really great picks. Uh, obviously, Dorothy is phenomenal and is a legend. So two awesome picks. 100% like that. Uh, actually, funny, um, I interviewed the guitarist for Dorothy. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Sam uh, Colton.
1: Yeah. I played a show with him once. Um, not like with him, with him, but like we were on the same bill. And I was like kind of starstruck, not gonna lie. Um, because I had watched him before and he was, um, he was playing with Tiffany at the Whiskey Gogo, and we were, we were opening up for her. So that was really amazing.
0: Oh no, for sure. He's, he's such a cool dude too. Like it was, he was, he was really cool. Yes, um, was. plus he's like, he's like in like three different bands. He's like, su- I don't know how he stays sane, like doing everything he does. He's yeah. super busy all the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's a good example of like a working musician.
0: Oh, no, definitely. For sure. For sure. But now, uh, focusing on BlackRock, well, actually, sorry, before BlackRock Candy, I'm curious for you, like, how did you get started as a musician? Was there any, like, uh, people or concerts that influenced you to uh, pursue music?
1: Um, so, yeah, I think when I started very young. So, of course, like, when you're growing up, you listen to a, a lot of bands, a lot of artists out there, and I'm, you know, the radio you know, as one does. And um, I, I just always liked singing. I think I was always a very theatrical child, um, uh, very much of a diva. <laughs> and my, my sister and I, like, we would put on little shows for our families. And, um, you know, anytime we would have a gathering, they'd always put us up on in our living room, be like, put on a show for us. So, um, definitely coming from that kind of background. And it wasn't until I was like in middle school where I finally got the confidence to like actually sign up and like learn how to do it and um, make it a craft. So when I signed up for lessons, I I also joined the band. And so I started, we started as students. um, And um, from there, then we became independent and started doing everything on our own and learning as we go um, everything. So yeah, we definitely look up to Big artists and see, you know, what's the trend? What is happening? What what was done that was um, successful? And how can we implement that in our craft and our our music, our our branding, all that stuff?
0: Oh no, definitely. And, you know, especially um, with um, the music, you know, Black Rock Candy. I see a lot of, um, I hear a lot of um, different influences. Yeah. Like you yeah uh, you take from a lot of different places I think that's what kind of makes your um your sound stand out more uh mm-hmm. compared to a lot of different bands
1: right and like I think that our first album death does do part was definitely a mix of so many different influences um especially like I can just name so many and you're gonna be like I hear that I hear that a little bit and it depends on the song you're listening to but definitely we have some blues influence some um, some like classic rock, some 80s rock. We have um, like a lot of My Chemical Romance, you know, 90s, I guess sometimes a little bit of grunge, but like this is a mix of all this rock. Um, we're definitely inspired by so many different bands and artists. And so um, that definitely shows in our music. Um, so our first album for sure was like, we're just going to write whatever we feel and we're not trying to make it sound similar I think and we were just like let's just write let's just see what comes up and that's what happened and I feel like it's the blend of our music definitely like exactly what you said like you could hear that and um so yeah that very very different and then we have our our new stuff that we're working on and this is a different idea of um how we want to write our music because now we've done it we got it out our first album you know we did all of the you know brainstorming we're like okay we're gonna just put it all out there now for this one it's more it's definitely more structured and we're like we want it to sound this way um so that's been a challenge because imagine going from like doing whatever to just okay this is like the way we're going now everyone get on board so it's been it's uh it's definitely a challenge but a fun one um you know and i think our sound is developing too with that so it's cool
0: Oh yeah, for sure, and I've noticed it's definitely uh, more focused and more structured, especially like with Honey and now Trouble. That yeah. you have that kind of sound you guys have been working on, and I can definitely tell with the with these last two singles.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. They and in fact, I <laughs> when we were first writing, because I don't play um, guitar, and I I, may, I play a little bit of drums, but it, it's hard for me sometimes as a vocalist to always hear exactly what the guitarist is hearing. So. When she was, when she, you know, my sister and and our producer were coming up with like music ideas, riffs. I couldn't tell them apart because I was like, wait, which one? Which one's which? Like, I, hold on. So I started just naming them because I was I was having a hard time remembering. And so it actually kind of shows you, like, even like from my standpoint, I was a little bit like, okay, how do we define these to make them different because they sound so like similar, you know? So that was cool too to like explore that and like how to make them unique.
0: On their own, well, you know, it is it is different because obviously your sister is coming from just purely a guitarist uh, point of view, yeah. and then you are coming more like you know you are familiar with guitar. It's uh, you know it's still a different perspective because you don't yeah. you are not playing it the whole time, uh, or you know as your main instrument you are the vocalist and songwriter. But it is it is different how each musician yeah. sees like you know just different uh, you know pieces different. and elements. Yep, everyone
1: hears everything differently, and so you know trying to make that all come together can be um like just I get understanding communicating and then like um just trying to hear what they hear and, and and just go with it you know and then eventually somehow it just all comes together. I don't I don't understand the, the magic behind it. <laughs> it I'm like okay we're here now.
0: <laughs> well that's kind of the, the, the magic of it is it, it does pull together it does come together uh to to make the song even though you might not see exactly where the direction is but you do eventually find it at some point
1: yeah and and sometimes like it doesn't even have to be the music it could be like lyrics we're like okay i have an idea okay let's run with it all right sounds good so honey actually took like a month to write and then trouble took like two days so that just shows you the difference of like how songs they're just so unpredictable sometimes and the feeling behind them you know it's it's a little hard to um to just know right out the gate, and some songs you do just know right out the gate, and some songs take a little bit more time. So, finding that balance is a little rough. Um, luckily, we don't have like the label being like, okay, you have to have it this deadline, you know? So that's a little nice, because we can take our time with it, you know?
0: Oh no, definitely for sure. You guys can, um, you know, you have more leeway with the stuff. You can be you know more creative with the stuff and you don't have someone telling, Hey, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to sound like this. You got to be like this. You right. can be, you know, completely independent and creative. Exactly. So, but I am curious before we start talking about uh, trouble, cause I do got some questions about that. So mm-hmm. like for you, like, you know, being a songwriter and you said like, you know, honey took a month, but like trouble took, you know, just a few days. Like when you feel like you get stuck, like writing, like what do you like? What do you do, like either for inspiration or like you know to unblock, like writer's block? Like, what do you do?
1: So it's kind of difficult to just give this like a one answer response, but um, what helped me at least for Honey is just like trying to go through it and then taking a step back and giving myself a chance to like sit with it, um, and then using real experiences and real emotions, um, because I think, especially because this is our second project, um, we're going in with a headspace of like, okay, this is what we want. This is what we want to sound like. All right. How do we do that? <laughs> so You're, you're, it's like trying to, you put all your energy into this first one or not, not all your energy, but you know, you, you put out all this, your emotions, your feelings from this one part of your life in that, and then so having to do that again is a little intimidating because I'm like, I want it to sound just as great. I, I don't I want it to top the next one. I always wanted to top because uh, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. So that's, that's difficult, you know? And so it, it's not an, an easy answer, but I definitely try to just go based off and I'm talking just lyrics and melodies. I try to just go based off the feeling overall, like what is the real feeling? And sometimes that changes. So like, trouble at first was like a love song and i was like i don't feel that (laughs) like i'm not feeling it anymore so we changed it and now it's like a breakup song (laughs) you know it just whatever kind of goes that day you know it's it's kind of crazy but
0: yeah but like also it's like just like matching like the vibe of like, you know, how you're feeling, like, you know, you weren't feeling the love song. So it's like, Hey, now it's a breakup song, you know, you gotta kind of feel it out and, um, you know, just figure out like what you're trying to say and what emotions you want to express with it as well.
1: Exactly. It's almost like a diary. I think I even was at the time, the reason like trouble even came about, I was going through a really annoying time. (laughs) Annoying would be a great word for it. Um, and just like, I, I was like, telling my family you know my friends what was going on and and eventually you're like a broken record and I'm like my 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 boyfriend he's like I don't want to hear it I like he's like um and I say I was like me being a a girl who like you know likes to vent a lot and you know do that stuff he's like I don't want to hear it I'm like you know what I'm just gonna write it in a song then like so you'll hear it all the time (laughs) and I was like and I'll get my energy out that way so you don't have to keep hearing me talk about this so um that's what I did I almost treated it like a diary and I think that helped me a lot to you know just put give it all away to that
0: oh definitely you have to express you know just all the emotions you're feeling and you know you could just write it out and you know it doesn't have to be structured yet but at least you have the ideas for it so no that's actually really good uh i do have a follow-up do you ever get like inspiration at like the weirdest time like i i would always get like questions for interviews i would always think of it like two in the morning Mm -hmm. Uh, do you ever have like some of those moments
1: sometimes but i don't remember them because like i definitely feel you and sometimes i'll write it down but then a lot of times like i'm like oh i i forgot about that one and then yeah even my sister too she does the same thing she'll she'll like, oh, remember when we had that one thing and we should go back to that idea. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we never do <laughs> So yeah, it, we definitely have those moments too um, where it just comes up and sometimes we roll with it, but other, I feel like it has to be a, um, it's a, it, well, for me and my sister is a little easier because we, we live together, but um, you know, the bands usually we, we, we schedule sessions where we can actually sit down and write together so everyone's involved. So whatever we bring to the table is what we bring to the table and we'll just throw out ideas like exactly like what you said. And hopefully something comes from it. (laughs) So I don't think this last one, though, we've had something like that, like anything spontaneous, I would say. It was more of a feeling thing.
0: Yeah. No, I got you. I I was just curious because, like, I know like um I'll get ideas for stuff, and it's like, man, I want to go to bed, but I also want to express these ideas because I'm probably gonna forget by the morning. So I always like All right, I gotta, I guess I gotta stay up for a little bit and write write everything I'm feeling. But exactly. uh,
1: so I do the same thing. I write it on my like notes and stuff. But sometimes they don't come. They don't make anything. It's just like, but it helps to get it out there. It's something.
0: It, it, yeah, exactly. Sometimes I look back at my notes and I was like that doesn't even make sense but hey <laughs> it is what it is
1: <laughs> yeah what, what I thinking?
0: <laughs> <laughs> or sometimes like i don't really remember writing like i remember like i was like oh yeah i think i was up last night and I, then i look back and i go that's just gibberish but yeah
1: <laughs> i'm like i'll look at my lyrics and i'm like what was i thinking of? that's so corny so i'll think of that too my sister and i laughed this day because i again remember what i said about Joel being our, uh, a love song yeah. um like, i can't believe we wrote that like that's so funny <laughs> so it's just crazy it
0: it definitely is but i do want to talk about new single trouble has been recently released at the time of recording of this interview so i'm for anyone who hasn't checked out trouble yet like what can they expect like musically and lyrically i know you touched on it a little bit
1: so i feel like when re- trouble is very much like an energetic um almost like get your rage out kind of song um the melodies are very catchy and you can just sing along and I just want anyone who's listening to feel like they can just like be like yeah like you know what I mean like kind of get their fist almost like an anthem um because I I really think that everyone goes through that a stage where they feel like you know someone else is giving them a hard time and you're just so annoyed at them and so that's like what the song is it's centered more towards that but in terms of music it's it's, it's a um it's kind of hard to explain but i would say like a alternative rock almost like pop too um with like i don't know it, it could be a little hard sometimes but generally it's it's it has a more pop influence um or maybe pop isn't the right word more mainstream influence
0: yeah yeah, it's definitely, um, it's very catchy. That's what I noticed, like, right away. It's definitely, it's high energy. Uh, yeah. I was digging it just, like, for the first playthrough, probably halfway through. I was like, this is, sounds awesome. Again, I as I said, I've been, you know, following you guys for a little bit. So, like, I kind of knew what to sort of expect with it. But I was yeah. like, it sounds amazing. And it's super catchy. And I was, just really enjoyed it.
1: Thank you. I'm so happy. I, I want everyone to, like, feel like they don't even need to like Rock to listen to it. Because everyone's gone through that feeling, you know. So everyone knows what it what it's like what it feels like to be angry, and I think that's like the the sole purpose of writing any of the music is to just grasp on that and be like, "I get you, I feel you," <laughs> you know.
0: Oh yeah, no, definitely, it's very um, universal for that that kind of feeling, and I think it definitely resonates with you know probably almost everyone who listens to mm-hmm. it.
1: Right, and I'm glad I'm, I'm glad that you're you. You said that because that was definitely one of the my goals at least as the songwriter um lyrically. um yeah just universal i was like everyone feels like this you know definitely at, at some point not all the time
0: <laughs> no no well hopefully not hopefully not uh
1: <laughs> yeah. but no know, but...
0: <laughs> but no definitely through everyone has at least felt that emotion at some point um in their life or for a period of time in their life hmm. um so no it definitely it definitely resonates with. I, I would. Assume almost everyone who does listen to it, uh, but I'm curious. So, uh, obviously, it's, it's just been uh, released here in September. Um, were you playing it live before the release date? Like, um, was it like before it was recorded, you were performing live?
1: Yeah, we do. We do that with most of our songs, um, simply because we want to make sure we're getting a good feel before we actually get in the studio and record it, so that we know, okay, we like this, just like this, and you know, it seems like the crowd likes it too. So. Um, we were playing. We played it on tour, and we pretty much have been playing it since we wrote it. Um, and we wrote it back in February, actually. So it's been it's been in the works for a while. And it actually was a little bit different when we first started playing it live. And then when we got into studio, um, you know, it always sounds different live than in studio. So we actually changed a few things. And the biggest change was that chorus. Um, this, we we call it like a second chorus you have that catchy part and then there's like a second chorus and it goes a little lower um and that part was totally different before so it's kind of cool to like see the evolution of it um and so yeah we we definitely feel like playing it live before we actually either jump into studio or release it gives us a good sense of what the audience is gonna think about it and also what we kind of how we can like shape it into what it needs to be so yeah
0: you know definitely get the um, you know that kind of instant feedback from the from the crowd. you can see if they're, they're digging it or not into it. Yeah. and you can kind of feel out the song better like with everything. So I, I was I was curious about that.
1: Yeah, and also helps us to kind of navigate like what songs we want to do first, like what songs we want to release first depending on how the crowd reacts. And so that definitely came into play with okay, are we gonna release honey first or are we gonna release trouble first? Um, so yeah, that's how we did that.
0: All right. Right. And that does make a lot of sense. You know, if people are digging it live, they're obviously going to enjoy, uh, you know, the studio release as well. Yeah. So I it's actually a good, like a good, like um test to do, you know, for songs.
1: Yeah. The thing is, it might be a little difficult doing that later <laughs> um, because if we want to keep it more secret hidden, I don't know. Um, for now, it's been fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, so far, I mean maybe just su- surprise someone with a, n- yeah. a new song that they've never heard before. You know, that'd be cool too.
1: Oh, All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I have one more thing I do want to talk about songwriting. I do want to cover the live show aspect a little mm-hmm. bit as well. So I'm curious for you, like, you know, obviously, you know, writing and recording a song, like, how do you know like, when it's complete? Like, is that just a feeling you have? Like, is it, you know, the other people tell you, like, how do you, how do you know?
1: Um, I think it is a feeling, um, uh... Just being like so confident about it, and being, um, I don't know, just assured that it sounds like how you envisioned it. Um, for me, it's always like, okay, I finished verse chorus, done. No, I'm kidding, <laughs> but I'm like pretty much the chunk of it. I feel better now. Um, and then sometimes, like, I I guess, again, playing it live, you know, and sometimes in the studio. I think studio really solidifies it. Actually, now that I think about it. Um, because that's it you did it you recorded it you can go back and edit it for sure but once you send it off to that guy that mixes it that's it guys. <laughs> and that's how we got played live too so um yeah for sure and, and actually like even even now i feel like I, I could definitely go back and re-record some of our first album like i know it's not that long ago but i i definitely am like oh i think we could fix that a little bit and I think it's just because, as musicians like we're always like constantly changing and growing so you and like me like i said i'm a perfectionist i'm like mm, I, I think i could fix that make that better <laughs> so yeah i guess in that sense it's never really finished but yeah
0: no i got you yeah it's um there, there's they're definitely i don't think there's any like really right like formula or you know answer for it because it really just depends like, just how you're feeling. And, you know, obviously you're talking about going back to even just some previous material. Uh, you know, I do feel like mu- musicians are, like, constantly, like, sharpening their skills. So, like, you, you probably look back and, go, oh, yeah, you know, I probably could do that better. I could do this better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just, that's just, you know, as you're growing and evolving as a musician.
1: Right. And sometimes I don't even know if, you, if you've, you probably have seen picked up on this, but a lot of artists will, like, alter their songs just a little bit in during live performances. And that's probably... For like the same reason. Because I know um, we do that sometimes with our first album. We'll like, it won't be exactly like the record, but it'll sound, it'll sound like the song. Um, but we'll do something because we just feel like we're feeling it in that moment, you know? We'll like add a little something there.
0: <laughs> oh no, 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 yeah, can't talk. Yes, <laughs> definitely, there we go. Um, but no, I definitely, I picked that up. I, honestly, I think almost a lot of the live, you know, concerts I go to, I think a lot of the bands... Uh, do that to some degree mm-hmm. I know some just some play it just straight as you're gonna hear it on the record which is cool too um mm-hmm. but like I'm a huge fan of Alice Cooper and he always says like live uh you know you kind of you have more opportunities to like play with yes. the song a little bit mm-hmm. and i I think that's cool and I think it, it gives a unique experience for everyone like no matter when you see them
1: yeah and you know it's not gonna be like a robot you know what I mean it's real um and I think that's cool about music because like you can like exactly what we're talking about you can always say Keep improving on it and fixing it and changing it, or not even fixing it, but just feeling whatever it is in that moment and putting it there out in the out in the world. No, so.
0: exactly, exactly. Now I do got just a few things I did want to um, cover on the live show side. So I'm curious for you to so question. I, know I ask you know a lot of the the live and touring musicians I do interview. So uh, do you mentally prepare differently to like perform a live set compared to going into the studio and recording?
1: Um, yeah, mentally, I, I feel like I have, mm, it's a little more difficult because live performance, I'm, I feel like I'm more, I'm doing it all the time. So I feel more confident. Uh, I know what I'm doing. Whereas like in the studio, it'll be a couple months before I've done it. So it's not as consistent. And the process is a little different, Um, you know, making sure that I have, I'm extremely warm because I'm gonna be singing in studio hours at a time. And so um, that is, that can be exhausting. And so making sure that I'm like prepared for that. Um, And then also when it comes to studio time, um, it's way more emotionally like just, there's more happening and with emotions because And I was explaining this to someone else um, a couple of days ago that like when you do do the takes in studio, they're not watching you. They're only listening. And so you got to make sure that they are hearing what you feel. And so that's hard to always just like turn it on. And um, especially, you know, when you're let's say sometimes we'll we'll record super early and I'm like exhausted. (laughs) I'm like it's too early um so turning that switch on can definitely be a challenge and um but I think it's it's for me I I like that I like having those the challenges and putting myself in a different headspace whereas live performance totally different now it's I'm going muscle memory I'm going on technique and um you know energetic and making sure the audience feels you know cared for and like, like they feel good and that they feel what, what we feel and so it's just a different um, mentality.
0: Oh, well, you know definitely it's very it's very different like obviously you're doing similar things of like you know playing a song or you know recording a song but it is it's very different and especially I think the live crowd is definitely a huge you know factor and element with that because it is like you know it's the energy between the crowd and the performer and stuff so it, I think it definitely it is very different for everything that's you, know, you you have to prepare differently for, you know, obviously you're going to be in front of people, you're performing compared to, I'm in a studio.
1: Right. And then, and I'm, you know, talking maybe not about singing, but I know guitar wise, um, they have a little bit more leniency, like not like they have to, when it comes to studio recording, they have, they have a little bit more leniency to, to mess up. Right, and they can just retake it, do it over and over and over again until they get just the take that they want. And so, in that way, it is kind of nice, whereas like versus live, like you got that one time, that's it. If you mess it up, oh well, um, you know. And so, same thing with drums. Drums, uh, drum. Our drummer's is actually really good at doing studio time really quickly. He he can do it within a couple of takes, and that's it. Whereas like um, a lot of, I feel like a lot of drummers, they don't, they'll need a couple. You know, hours to really get a the best one. You know, but our drummer is like a machine. He's he can just like he's so good with his timing, and I don't I don't know how he does it. I'm I'm like shocked sometimes.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm I'm glad he's you know got that kind of you know skill level. He can do turnaround stuff very quickly because it, it drum is or you know I don't know. I feel like they're, you know, a bit of just a challenge. with Obviously, they're you know, hard to record. You have to, that's why you have to be in a studio. But um, just to constantly do that, uh, and, you know, like, you're working, like, your whole body to do it. Like, I'm, I'm always amazed when I see, like, you know, super right. talented and drummer and stuff. It always looks cool.
1: Yeah, and it's physically very, like, you know, you're putting all this energy into that, so it's exhausting. But um, he does it. I don't even know how he, he does it, honestly. I'm like, <laughs> every time, how to do that. <laughs>
0: well i'm 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 glad you know. obviously um he's with you guys in the band and you know he's just you know just the the level that he's at and stuff and you know definitely shows like in just like the live music but also you know in the studio stuff too it just he's he's very good at what he does
1: yeah he's very good
0: (laughs) all right so i do got one more thing then we're wrapping this up we then we'll be talking about like the future plans for black rock candy but real quick i know you guys Toward uh, a lot of the like Southwestern United States. So I'm curious for you, like what have been like some of the coolest or most unique venues you've performed at?
1: So um, one of my favorites um, was in Houston at the House of Blues. Um, Cause we have a House of Blues here in Anaheim and we've been to that one. We played at the parish room, I think it's what's called, parish room and the foundation room. And um, this time we played at um, foundation room at House of Blues. And it was totally different than Anaheim. It was extremely packed. And I was like, like I was not expecting that. Um, and so that was just so cool. Like we had a great, great audience. And the the vibes, oh my God, it's so cool in there. Um, and yeah, it just, it, it felt like a private show, honestly. That's what it feels like. It feels like you're paying for like a like a intimate, like, I don't even know, like a, I don't know what kind of, Word you would use, but it's super intimate and yet like I don't know, it's just so cool. That was one of my favorites. And then Nashville too. Nashville, um, we played uh, a few unique shows, <laughs> to say the least. One of them was like I-, I feel like this is so country, and I was like, this is Nashville right here. <laughs> but it was like a um, it was like a grocery store slash hardware store, and it was it was very strange, but Apparently, it's, like, the hottest spot in town, and, like, Heath Urban has done, like, a music video there, and it's, like, such a hot spot, and you would not never, like, realize that, like, just walking in, you know? There are people buying, like, groceries and stuff while we're (laughs) and I'm just, like, this is so, like, different than anything we've done before, so um, definitely two different experiences with Houston and then Nashville, but... Nashville was was definitely a, a awesome experience. We met so many amazing people and got to do so many cool things. You know, we went to like the Gibson Garage and um, we did uh, like this Fox and Lock if they open mic night in Franklin, Tennessee, it's a little outside of Nashville. And they uh, a lot of celebrities stopped by randomly, and so we were like, "Oh please, someone stop by." <laughs> Um, and we, we were lucky to even get picked because it was a limited spot and um, they'd never seen us before so they usually have locals and they were like you know we were the only band there so a little intimidating and we were playing rock and no one else played rock everyone was doing country and so I was like ooh but apparently Led Zeppelin in Nashville is like a big thing and everyone was saying you guys remind us of Led Zeppelin and I was like that's so sweet <laughs> that's awesome yeah
0: very very often awesome there uh, that is incredible to hear you know uh you know just you know all, all those venues sound amazing, but also like um have some people come up to you and say like you guys sound like Led Zeppelin awesome mm-hmm. to hear yeah. um and, and also that it it's just it's just, it just cool like, you know obviously going into like going rock band with people like really um really really dug what you guys were doing mm-hmm.
1: right yeah it was, it was definitely a, like a top of our lives experience everything about it it was so fun i and it was it it felt so fast i was it was three weeks and it felt like a week i was like i could do this for a long time (laughs) So fun.
0: all right i'm very very glad to hear about that so now as i'm closing out this interview i do gotta ask him i'm genuinely curious being a fan of black rock candy so like What's kind of, like, the rest of this year, 2023, looking like, and also early 2024 looking like for you guys?
1: So we definitely plan on releasing an EP sometime. We don't know exactly the date. Um, but sometime at the end of this year or the beginning of 2024, it'll include um, Trouble and Honey. So those are kind of like the pre, pre-songs, pre I guess, pre-singles. Um, but we, we are, you know holding ourselves down to a standard of um because I think music is changing constantly and so we're we're just going with what feels right and right now um we feel like an EP is gonna help it's almost like a track list actually. I don't even know if I would call it an EP. It's like a track list of all these songs. Um but we're super excited about it. We are um considering rebranding a little bit, not with our name, but like with our you know, our look, our merch, and just keeping it different, because um, Deathless Two Part was one section, and now we have a new project, and we hope this reflects a new era of Black Rock Candy, and so I'm so excited about that, Um, and then other than that, we're just gigging. Um, We might go on tour again next year. Um, We're working with the company right now that is helping us with that, and so we're just kind of making sure we finish our project and then we'll probably be heading on tour again, um, opening up for another act, which is, I'm so excited about, but you know, it everything is just going to come and we'll just, we'll take it as it goes. <laughs>
0: No, it sounds awesome, guys. You got a lot of great things in the works, you know. Um, you know, with the not only the EP side but the tour side as well. And hopefully, uh, I can see you live because that'd be awesome. I do live in like Indiana, so that's like you know okay. Midwest. So if you're ever in that area, I definitely want to see you live.
1: <laughs> I definitely want to try and get everywhere. I want to travel tour. That's like the best part of it. I feel like
0: Electually. I don't know for sure. It it def- for sure definitely is. But uh, as we're wrapping this up, uh, for everyone watching and listening, where are the best places to find BlackRock Candy online?
1: So you guys can check us out at blackrockcandy.com. We have all of our shows, our merch on there, our music, everything at blackrockcandy.com. You can also stay updated with our social media accounts at BlackRockCandy Candy. We're on everything. Um, specifically Instagram, Facebook, Spotify. You can find all our music there. And yeah, hope you enjoy it.
0: We'll ride on. I'll make it a little bit easier. I'll drop some links for BlackRock Candy in the description of this podcast as well. Please check out and support them. Trouble it just been released. It's an awesome song. If you have not checked it out, please do so. Taylor, thank you so much for stopping by at Super Cool Radio. I had a great time chatting with you. Me
1: too. Thank you so much for having me and BlackRock
0: Candy um, on here. Of course, of course, for Taylor Hart at BlackRock Candy, I'm your host as always, Matthew Thomas. Thank you so much for watching. Listen to Super Cool Radio. And remember, Stay frosty.